This is the Mind Body Detox Podcast, where we discuss all things integrative health and wellness, interviewing folks from all over the world, sharing insights and wisdom on how to live a healthier life in mind, body, and spirit. Hello, everyone. I'm Kara Lovehart, Integrative Intuitive Medium. And let's really dive into what your true colors are today. So what I mean by that is, who are you? What colors or energy signature frequencies do you carry within your personality? So we're going to dive into the topic of auras or colors that are observable in the human energy field. And I wanted to start here because when I was developing my gift, this is a really great entry point for a lot of people because auras are very easily seen, relatively easily to be seen for most people. And it's really kind of fun. It's a fun thing to do and to experience. And I have a feeling that you've already experienced this in your life, but maybe have not recognized what it was. So the aura is consisted of a lot of different parts. The human energy field is as complex, if not more complex than the human anatomy, the physiological anatomy. You know, when you're a kid, the first thing you learn is head, shoulders, knees, and toes. So if we're diving into a higher perception of sight clairvoyantly, we need to start with, you know, the head, shoulders, knees, and toes. We need to start with the basics. And that is the aura or just the basic colors that can be perceived in the energy field around the body. And the energy field around the body is different depending on who you are as a person, how you're feeling, if you are carrying illness, if you are feeling happy, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling tired, if you've had just been exposed to some sort of toxin or radiation. So the energy field is very curious that it shifts and changes on a consistent basis. It's not something that is stagnant. It is fluid. But it is something that is different in the diameter as far as how far it reaches throughout the body. So some individuals have a larger aura and some people have a smaller aura. And we can actually change the size of our aura depending, again, on how we're feeling, if we're feeling more introverted or more extroverted. The aura books that you may pick up out there whether it's a book on chakras or it's a book on the human energy field or just the basics for what aura colors mean, keep in mind that when someone is perceiving anything non-physical in the energy realm, we're interpreting based on our own information and experiences. So a lot of the books out there that I have picked up they have similar interpretations of what the colors are that we all see, those who do see auras and who are clairvoyant. But it's almost like trying to describe a basic color like the color green. You know, when you see a green aura, this is what it means, A, B, C, and D, we give a little bullet point list. But keep in mind that the color green in the world, there's so many different spectrums or shades of green. So that's where one aura book out there might give you light green, dark green, you know, 
medium green. Maybe they'll have like a shadowy, murky looking color green. They may go into those different spectrums of each color. But again, the reading of the aura is an art form. And there is so much more information other than, you know, okay, I see this book, it tells me that the aura is green, that means this person is A, B, and C, and this is their personality. It is so much deeper than that. So if you are experimenting with any of the tools I'm going to give today to share about how to see the aura, as well as some of the basic understandings of the colors, please keep in mind we're learning our A, B, and Cs here, and it's just basic information. So generalizations, I usually don't like to generalize. That's why it's really hard when you're explaining the world of energy, because it's hard to break it down in black and white. There is no black and white. And as humans, we like to put things in boxes and label them. And that's the physical world. So keep in mind, when we're learning about the energy system, when I talk about that on this podcast, as I will talk much more about it in depth, as we talk about many other topics in in the holistic realm, but the energy field will be one that I'm going to be speaking more on. Just keep in mind that the non-physical world does not operate in the same way as the physical one does. And that's how most of us have learned most of our lives. So let's dive in here to the basic colors of the aura. Now, keep in mind when I'm going through these different colors, think about your own preferences for color. Do you have a lot of a certain color in your wardrobe? Do you tend to decorate in your home or office with a specific color scheme? Because I found, and again, this is generalization, I found that a lot of individuals, their predominant color in their energy field tends to be a color that they tend to have a lot of or wear a lot of or have a preference for. Now, it's not always the case, but that is a really interesting thing that I've found. So if you are a lover of purple, just maybe you may have a purple aura, but we're going to go into these different attributes to kind of give you an idea of what colors you may have in your aura. So I'm going to start with green. Green is a color that I love to see in individuals who are healers, those who are caretakers. Green individuals, if they have a lot of green in their energy field, they tend to be very compassionate people. They tend to be loving and sensitive. They're usually a lover of animals and children. And a lot of them tend to recharge in nature. So they're they're the type of people that really like to be outside, that need to be around the grass and the trees and the plants and the flowers to really replenish their energy. A lot of times, strangers seem to trust people. You inadvertently, again, if you don't see auras, remember, you're still picking them up. You're still sensing them. This is our first impressions when we sense someone we first meet them, whether we're seeing it or we're feeling it in some way. We usually tend to draw towards people who have green energy, and they're the ones that we instinctively know that can help us. If you have green in your aura, you're the person at the checkout counter at the grocery store that the person behind you is just pouring their life story and telling you everything about their problems that have gone wrong. It's almost like you have a sign on you. And if everyone could see that green sign in your aura, they would go, that's the person I need to talk to. They can help me. I can dump on them. And oh my gosh, I'll feel so much better afterwards. But as a green aura, those people are really amazing at the ability to absorb. And if they're able to healthily absorb the energy of other people when they're dumping their problems, they're able to transform it and not let it bother them. They hold so much love, acceptance, and compassion that when you're healthy in this space, you don't let it bring you down. 
again, if you have a green aura, you're really empathetic. So this is the empaths out there who are like, oh my gosh, I'm super empathic. I don't know what to do. I usually see and work with people who have this sensitivity and usually they do have a lot of green in their energy field, but there's some other imbalances in the aura that tends to make them absorb energy and toxic energy and negativity and not be able to release or dump it. So again, there are so many more details here, but in general, green energy people are healers, they're empaths, they're nurturers of others, and they do a lot of emotional processing. You could have these people in your community and your family. They are people that work with community nonprofits. Maybe they're involved in spiritual gatherings and they're the social dreamers and the activists in our world. They really are empathic and they do have the strength of empathy. They're the peacemakers. They're the ones that teach us how to have patience and compassion and forgiveness. And they're very calming to be around. Now, the challenge is if you have a lot of green in your field, is you could be highly sensitive or empathic and absorb other people's emotions. You could be very needy and really need to feel loved by others to feel enough. And that can be very challenging if you are dealing with a lot of green in your aura. You could be overly emotional, believe that the world is needing fixing and needing healing, and you could never rest. You could be the person that always puts yourself last, overly nurtures others, and has this thing that we need to fix the world. We need to help everyone, all the children, all the cats, all the animals, all the orphans, everything. And then you can neglect self-care and become very drained. So those are the challenges and the shadow that people with a lot of green in their aura deal with. Now, the gifts that they give to the world really are to contribute and maintain balance in the world. These are the people that create neutrality with love and compassion. And of course, these are the peacemakers. Uh, They help others have emotional metabolism. So they teach others how to metabolize and process their own emotions because they do so much of that processing themselves. So they're really good to observe when you're someone who doesn't know how to process your own emotions. They tend to also be psychotherapists. um, So they're, of course, in that field because they're helpers. And they also are really good in friendship. These people make really good friends and they're the ones that are the peacemakers in your friend group. And then finally, their gift to the world is they're here to heal the world because they believe that the world needs healing. And that perspective is absolutely that one. And I want to give a contrast here real quickly. If you're a person that doesn't believe the world needs healing, maybe you're a person that's very um, much a red personality or you're someone that sees the world needs problem solved. You know, it's not like healing, but you perceive it as the problems need to be solved or we need to build a structure or create a, um, a routine or a time management or rules or regulations. That person won't perceive the ills or the, the imbalances in the world as something that needs healed. That red personality will perceive it as the challenges in the world need to be organized and structured. So it's interesting how each of these personality types connects to the world and what they want to give to create balance. So the healing of the children, the animals, the elderly, the sick, anyone who needs help are the people who have the green energy centers. So the next one is yellow. Yellow. I love these people. These are the really the people that are the go-getters. They have a sense of purpose and they want to be the best. Um, they really, really do push themselves beyond a lot of us, you know, out there. They're the ones that are the Olympians. They really are those who put their efforts into self-discipline and use their willpower to really get and create what their goal is or their outcome they're looking to reach. So when I meet someone who has a predominantly yellow aura, 
I remember the first time I met someone with a yellow aura, it actually was someone that was a yellow that was more of a murky yellow. And I kept having a lot of these personalities growing up. So of course, it was this almost this dictionary of learning. Whenever I see this murky yellow color, you're going to have A, B, C, and D. And it was really true. I had a lot of people growing up in my life that were in positions of leadership and positions of power that were overly controlling. They had a lot of anger and frustration when they felt something wasn't in control and they used their own emotional energy of intimidation, power over, and this need to really put someone in their place with an excessive misuse of authority and control. And it was really interesting to see that and watch a lot of these people also correlate with certain health problems that they have. So that's, again, the next layer of the aura is what particular health issues do these people deal with if you have a lot of this or that color in your field? So that's, of course, the deeper layer. But again, remember, guys, it's head, shoulders, knees, and toes today. We're learning just the colors. But if I see someone who has a brighter yellow color than this murkier yellow color, it's really beautiful to see that because I do believe that we have a lot of this darker mercury yellow in our energy in our culture as Americans, because we really have been taught and programmed by our culture and society to be the best. We have to really always be up leveling, always trying to move to the next either higher pay grade or the next trophy we're trying to win. It's always trying to win. And that in excess can cause a lot of issues And I do see a lot of this in our whole world, even the way that we raise our children. So my son, he went to public school for a couple years and then he went to a Waldorf school. And the significant differences between those schools really gets rid of this negative aspect of competition and needing to win and be the best just in the way that they teach and that they don't have testing. They don't have testing because from a child's perspective, that child development then you're teaching a child that they're not good enough unless they are the best and they get A's or they get, you know, first place in their soccer competition or whatever. And that's really most of our culture is really based around that. So it was a really interesting flipping the script, going to a Waldorf school and seeing the complete difference in the way that the children are being raised there and how much more confident and centered and have this sense of self-esteem these children have because they're not basing their sense of self-esteem off of needing to win. So Moving on to these cheerful, confident, beautiful light auras. These are the children that I saw at the Waldorf School and a lot of the adults there. They really had this bright, sunshiny yellow in their, in their energy field. When you see someone with this color, they're cheerful. They're confident. They tend to be disciplined in ways that are healthy. They can also be ambitious in their wanting to achieve, but not in a way that they put themselves down when they don't achieve their goals. They can be inspirational and very influential people to be around. They usually give you kind of a burst of energy when you're around them. If you're feeling down, being around a yellow, sunshiny person, and we even use that language to describe them, oh my gosh, they're just like a ray of sunshine. So if you're described that way or know someone that's described that way, chances are that they have a yellow aura um, are pretty high. Their strengths are determination. They teach us confidence and perseverance. They make amazing athletes, warriors or military personnel, and also yogis. I see a lot of people in the yoga community that have this bright yellow because it takes this discipline and this consistency with your yoga practice. And of course, they're doing a lot of core. Everything's from that core center of the body, which is the physiological area of the body that's associated with a lot of excess yellow. 
And again, their strengths is they're very energizing to be around. Now, the challenges of being a yellow personality or having yellow in your aura, there can be perfectionism, a fear of failure, and really having to battle with this sense of this inner saboteur, this inner negative voice that's always trying to control or make that person feel not good enough. These people can be bossy or manipulative, domineering or controlling. They can have a really hard time letting go. And they could be very arrogant or even narcissistic. I definitely see that personality types that have a lot of green in their energy field, like they're overly empathic and overly nurturing. Some reason they tend to attract people who are yellow personalities that have a lot of this excess yellow where the shadow aspect of it comes out where there are a lot of narcissistic personality types. So we do see these two people kind of, it's like they're trying to give each other these gifts that they carry. The narcissist needs to learn to more be caring and empathetic and the empathic green personality, this this green aura person needs to learn how to really be a little bit more selfish in a way that's that's healthy. But it's really interesting that this shadow aspect of the yellow can be this narcissism that we see. They can also be indifferent and lack emotional connection. They can definitely struggle with anger management and can be very competitive. Now, the gifts that these yellow people bring to the world when they're exercising their that color in a very skillful, bright aspect of the way it reflects, they can contribute to and maintain high standards of, of achievement and high quality work performance in our world. So it's really nice to have that because it really gives us a baseline of what are we here to achieve? What's the standard? We need to step it up so we can really do a better job in just practical things, whether it's building buildings or creating the way that traffic flows, or if we're doing something more mental or more creative. In general, they're very much able to see when something's not optimized and needs to be better. They also teach us discipline and determination. Martial artists, again, they carry this energy. They tend to be very disciplined and determined in a very healthy way. So they can also teach us that. Also, if you struggle with having an inner saboteur, an inner negative voice that really brings you down a lot, I think that they are also here to inspire us to overcome that when they've overcome it in themselves. And then finally, yellow personalities are here to heal the world by inspiring others towards self-actualization. So they are the ones that are always climbing the ladder to the next rung and looking to find that better self, the best version of themselves. So moving on, we have uh, blue. I love the blues. Oh my gosh. So when I meet someone who has a predominantly blue aura, These people are the truth seekers. They're the gregarious communicative folks that, of course, I'm a talker. I love to chat. I love conversation. I love to listen and hear different perspectives. And these people tend to be, again, talkative. They tend to speak out and speak up. They're also, they tend to be idealistic and they're the dreamers. And of course, I'm a dreamer as well. So I just really resonate with these blue individuals. They can be influencers and speakers or public speakers and writers or wordsmiths. So these people are the ones that you want to play, you know, you want to watch out when you're playing Scrabble or Boggle or anything that's like word oriented. They're really good with words. And they also are the social justice seekers since they're all about truth and balance and integrity. 
These people are really usually have high ideals for their ethics and the way that they carry themselves and the way that they make decisions and choices in a balanced fashion. Again, this is when they're optimized in this color blue and it's not a murky color. It's a very bright, energized blue color that I see this. But again, these are the social justice seekers. The one that's there, they're, they're speaking out in a loving and constructive way. So keep that in mind. Um, again, there's a lot of people that can be social justice warriors that may not always express this aspect of themselves in a constructive way. And it's just them trying to learn. You know, we learn um, how to really activate um, the highest version and skillful aspect of our color frequency um, when we have a specific color in our aura. They are dedicated to words. So their strength is dedicated to truth and to be very tactful with their words. They are teachers of communication. They have the strength of teaching others how to speak up and speaking up for others who don't have a voice. They also make, again, amazing speakers and writers, and they are really charismatic and influential to be around. They're individualistic and non-conformist. So you guys, you're my people. You guys are my people out there, my my blues. I love you guys. Now, we also have some challenges though, like all of them. I definitely have struggled with some of these myself. So the shadow aspect and the challenges of the blue are being scattered. There's so many ideas and basically not necessarily making all one decision sometimes because they do see a lot of different perspectives and have this idea for what truth needs to be. So they can tend to not make a decision sometimes and um, they tend to just go along with the ride and just be scattered in the, in the way that they operate. They can be very poor listeners or never speak up at all if they're not really in the true aspect of this color and this really vibrant aspect of blue. And what I mean also poor listeners, that means they can be poor at listening to themselves and their own inner voice and or others. They could also struggle with finding difficulty in expressing their truth or their purpose. That means they could be destructive or unskillfully opinionated. That's really, really common. So if you have that person at the family gatherings that's always speaking their opinion in a very unskillful way, they're the person that wants to debate in a way that's just for debate's sake, not for fun, you know, because there's a fun, playful version of debate that's really skillful and just a great back and forth that can happen, but they're doing it destructively. They can be distant and also disconnected emotionally. And I think the idealism part of the blues are really wonderful, but sometimes there's unrealistic idealism and they're unable to manifest their dreams. And this is where, of course, I love working with blue individuals because I am of this really high perception of myself and perception of what integrity looks like and trying to really live up to that. And of course, that's a little bit of that yellow we talked about, this high perspective of what needs to be a certain way. But I definitely really want to work with these people. And I love when they come in to work with me as a client, because sometimes they have a hard time manifesting their dreams. And I, this is where I get to work with their energy field and we get to do all sorts of exercises and use tools to really help them to do so. Another shadow is they can be very manipulative. They can definitely influence their followers for selfish purposes. This is where we see dictatorship happening. They could just be outright li- liars or inauthentic. And sometimes these people are just deeply afraid of not being able to influence others or be heard. So that can be a, a shadow or something that really st- they struggle with. But the gifts the blues have to the world are really showing others how to express themselves authentically, standing up for and speaking out for truth, 
and teaching others new life-changing perspectives. They also help us to overcome not being heard or speaking up. And the blues are here to heal the world by influencing us to actualize our dreams. So remember, the ones who are idealistic and they can actualize their dreams, they're great examples of it. If they're not in balance with this color in an an unhealthy way, they'll be unrealistically idealistic and not able to manifest their dreams. But if they're in their highest version of themselves, they're really good at teaching us how to actualize our own dreams and our own goals. So the next one is... Uh, Okay, I love all these colors. Oh my gosh, orange, orange people, you guys out there, you're my party people. Let's have fun. Let's play. Let's dance. Let's connect. Let's have deep emotional intimacy. Let's eat delicious food and enjoy the sensual nature of the world. Like when you're around them, they're the ones that want to have fun. They are really playful and childlike. Uh, They tend to be social And they enjoy like all the arts and festivals, music, dancing. And some of them can be more introverted too, depending on what other colors they have in their aura, but they can still really enjoy the arts and they're very sensual in nature. They can be adventurous people. They are the romantics and they're also really fun and fun, just fun, 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 fun. And uh, they usually tend to have a really good sense of humor. So the strengths in the orange they're creative. They live in the now. I can't tell you how many times I've worked with people who are the creatives who are orange individuals that I learned, of course, that expectations for time management and of things being given to you in a timely fashion are not going to happen. And that's okay. Definitely their strengths are very flexible and they're fl- they have flexibility. So they're really helpful in helping people who are inflexible learn to be more flexible. They also are enthusiastic and they can make anything fun. That was one of my managing styles when I was really early on in my career. I was working at a local gas station. That was one of my things like these are mundane jobs that everyone really didn't enjoy very much. But one of my gifts was just really to help people to have fun. Let's just have fun. We're taking the trash out. We're singing. We're dancing. We're doing, you know, all that stuff. They also tend to be very comfortable in their sexuality and their sexual expression. So these are really good people to help others. You know, sometimes they make people feel uncomfortable. Those if they're specifically shut down sexually, but they're really there to help open up that aspect and that avenue of expressing the self. And then the, also they're really strong in having this deeper feeling, sense, or perception. So they usually essentially navigate the world. So that's a really good strength if you want someone to be your decorator. Say you have a business or something that really relies on something, the experience of coming into your business, feeling good, smelling good, looking good, all the five senses and making it this fully immersive experience. So they really tend to have a good uh, gift with that. Now, The challenges of these people, boundaries, oh my gosh, boundaries are so challenging. And they're actually, sometimes they're enemy. People who are predominantly orange usually like to work by themselves. They don't really want to be in any sort of confined relationship. Or sometimes boundaries can be very challenging and they just despise them and they run away. They run away whenever they sense any sort of potential restriction. You know, they want to go dance and be free. Freedom is a high value for people who have orange energy in their field. They could be unstable in their relationships. I mean, partially because they have, you know, some issues with boundaries, but they tend to be emotional if they're not in balance. And they definitely, like I said before, (laughs) struggle with poor time management and they can be unreliable or just have poor commitment. 
they definitely fall in love with love or addicted to love. And these people can be the heartbreakers. Oh my gosh, I love you, orange people. They're the people that are writing poetry about falling in love, but then moving on to the next person, you know? But again, they're the musicians, the artists. These are the muses. These are the people that make life fun. So again, whenever I'm saying all these, the challenges and the shadow aspect of anybody in these energy field colors, I don't know. I don't see it as negative at all. I just think that they're just challenges that come along with each of these paths. They also could be the eternal child. So this is the person that could come off as lazy or irresponsible, but honestly, they're just, that's their nature and they've never learned how to grow up in a way that we expect them to. So they really don't thrive in conventional settings. And I think you just have to take a personality type with that eternal childlike nature and put them in different types of life path, different types of jobs that they can really flourish in instead of trying to put a square peg in a round hole and make them, you know, grow up. But again, there are aspects of this shadow and challenges that sometimes they do need to, you know, activate that adult and do the adulting sometimes. And we all have to do that. Another one that's really common is addiction and escapism. So drugs, alcohol, sex, shopping, always seeking heightened experiences, that can be absolutely a challenge and a shadow aspect. So these are the people that really can get lost in fantasy or get lost in some sort of escapism or addiction. They can be selfish or egocentric and they could avoid or neglect processing lower feeling emotions like grief or sadness and try to like brush it off, dance it off, go do some drugs, go go to a party, whatever. I just can't deal with this. It's too not fun. I mean, because think about it. Their nature is fun and upbeat and like anything outside of the norm of that energy frequency, that color that they're carrying just feels so uncomfortable. So that's why when you're an orange person, you're feeling that way, go find a green aura person because those are the people you can dump all those negative emotions on. They'll absorb it, transform it, and you'll feel a lot better. And they'll be like, hey, this is my purpose to, you know, hold space for you. And it's okay. Have compassion for your grief or sadness. So it's really cool as a clairvoyant to watch different energy colors interact with people and just seeing the strengths in each one. And that's another reason why I think understanding these colors you can kind of get an idea for, even if you can't see these colors in your friends or family members, you can identify with these characteristics. Like, oh my gosh, she's totally a yellow. And this is definitely when I'm feeling like I need someone to like activate me, uplift me, make me feel cheerful, go to be around my sister or whoever's yellow, you know, be around that person. And likewise, there's some things to not be around them for certain reasons. So finally, for the orange people, their gift to the world is to show us how to lighten our loads and how to have fun. Like we need to have fun. And that's what they're here to do to show us. They also demonstrate freedom in enjoying the now. So they're really present time individuals. They don't really work in the constructs of time very well. So they're very helpful in, you know, us just activating this sense of presence and losing track of time and being beyond the bounds of time when we're around them. So it's a really good gift for that that they offer. They also activate creativity in others. And finally, they inspire others to overcome sensual or sexual blocks. Um, and, oh, sorry, sorry, last one. How they're healing the world is by influencing us to feel. So I mean, feel in more than just a five sense century, you know, aspect, but all of those things to really have this fullness and to enjoy life in each moment. All right. So the next color we're going to go to is I'm predominantly purple. Um, in my lifetime, I have really 
had a goal to really activate all of these colors in my aura because I've seen individuals who I call full spectrum people. They have a really bright rainbow aspect in their energy field. So they're not predominantly one color or another, but they have a lot of colors and they're really balanced in this full spectrum. That's my goal for my own self and also for what I help my clients with. But to predominantly the main color that I have carried for most of my life. And of course, growing up, I had a sister. She would always get the pink shirts or the pink toys or whatever. And I would get the purple ones because purple was my favorite color and still is. And purple people. So all you purple people out there, you guys are my soul people. We're on the same wavelength here. So purple people, that's funny to say that purple people, (laughs) purple people are very perceptive. They tend to be scientific and focused but also they can be existential. So I'm super meta. I'm super metacognizant. I like to think about my own thoughts and really think about the nature of reality. I can get into some really deep conversations that people are like, what is she talking about? But that's exciting for me. I love that stuff. They tend to be philosophical introspective and can be more introverted. I'm more of an omnivert. So I'm, you can be extroverted too, but if you have a lot of purple, you could be more just, I don't want to be around a lot of people and they can be clairvoyant. So that's the intuitive gift that comes along with purple energy people. They tend to be very clairvoyant or very perceptive about the way things in a physical space look. Something could just look off to them and they could be really good people at decorating or artists. They could be great uh, photographers or just have a visual acuity for a, a visual, a sense for what things should, should, can look like or look better or more balanced, um, in a way of beauty. So our strengths as purple people, we tend to be intelligent, full of ideas, highly conscious. We can be outside the box thinkers and problem solvers. We can be very observant and we can grasp new information very quickly. We can be like sponges. So I know myself, I am a a, a avid learner. I love to learn. I'm always looking for new information to absorb. It's fun for me. So the challenges, here are the challenges and the shadow. Purple people can be overly analytical. (laughs) So we can get, um, you know, in that deep introspective world and then just basically loop on this hamster wheel of just thinking about our own thoughts and then just get in this loop. So we can overanalyze things. We could be black and white thinkers and not really see any gray area if we're really out of balance. There can be a sense of feeling superior from those that they perceive as less intelligent or more emotional than them. I tend to be a very uh, strong balance of this orange color, this fun loving person, the partier, the one that wants to hang out and socialize and purple. So I've never really had a lot of that, but I've definitely met people who really are predominantly purple and they do feel that they're not as emotional people and they're really intelligent. So sometimes there is a perception of, oh my gosh, these people, they can't even control their emotions and they're not even thinking about why they do things. I must be better than them. So there is this superiority complex that you can see. That's the shadow aspect of them. And really that shadow aspect comes up when the overly analytical black and white thinkers or just the highly conscious introverted person, there tends to be this sense of knowing the self and thinking deeper than a lot of other people in the world do. And it really sets them apart socially and they can feel alienated. So a lot of times the shadow of that comes up of instead of, really looking at, oh my gosh, I don't feel like I'm a part of the group. Oh my gosh, 
there can be a, a, <laughs> a mechanism of coping that can be like, well, I'm just better than them because they just are more emotional and I'm more intelligent than them. So that can really happen. And there is this uh, sense of that happens with like savants and people that are really, really highly intelligent and have a really high IQ. I've met a lot of these amazing people who have that. And it's really hard for them to connect on a lower, more base level of human emotions and even just the way that we are as animals, because we are also animalistic in nature, they tend to think and do more of the thinking than acting out of our instincts and our animalistic nature. So they can, of course, again, this challenge of the shadow of feeling more, more superior than others. They can struggle with balancing their intuitive and their logical voices inside of their heads. And I said about them feeling alienated from other humans. So I say they suffer from outsider syndrome. I dealt with this for about my first... Mm, maybe 16 years of life, I felt like I was an alien or a lot of times in the spiritual community, there is this type of person that calls themselves a star seed. They don't believe they're from this planet. They don't even relate to humans. So that can be something that can be someone who's purple. Like if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm a star seed or I don't really feel like I'm from this planet. I feel so outside of the norm. That could be because you just have a lot of purple in your energy field. Doesn't mean that you're not a star seed and you're not from another planet. If you really believe that, really that's part of your re reality and perspective. What's interesting to me is as I've worked with activating more colors in my energy field, I've really found a sense of belonging that comes from activating these social areas of the energy field and being able to connect with other people. So if you're out there and you're really relating to that, don't think you're just a star seed. You're not meant to connect with other humans. There's just part of yourself that has not been activated yet, that has not been really addressed or even looked at. And that can be from trauma, from being bullied or all these different things socially that can happen when we're growing up or when we do, do go through trauma, we disassociate. And a lot of times we leave our bodies. Um, that's why people who have gone through trauma, they remember their trauma from outside their body. Those people tend to, when they come back and they're trying to acclimate to being in their body, a lot of their energy is really just up by their head and not fully anchored in. So as a clairvoyant, I see that pretty commonly in people who are highly psychic. They, of course, are like open, they're clairvoyant, they're activated in connecting with the world. And then of course, the color I see around them is purple, but their energy is not in their bodies. And the next color is really going into the body a little bit more. But again, if you suffer from outsider syndrome, it's not something that's wrong with you. It's just a part of your, your evolution. Like you haven't experienced what it's like to belong yet. And I'm, uh, I'm telling you that you can, it is available. It is out there. And one of the challenges when you do, again, have this outsider syndrome, you can keep distant emotionally or you can neglect relationships because you really, again, are, have been going through this trauma. You can avoid reaching out for help because you don't want to feel incompetent. And you can also definitely struggle with intellectual competition or destructive debating or arguments. So that's a kind of a, a crossover between the blues and the purples. But purples, come on, guys, we got some really good things to give to the world too. We are here to show others alternative perspectives. We're here to demonstrate the importance of logical and analytical thinking, as well as intuitive thinking. So we're here to really balance all these different aspects of both sides of the brain in our full capacity and expression of ourselves. We're also here to activate introspection in others. One of the, my favorite things to do is ask questions. Ask questions so that you can find your own answers and really activate a going within and an exploration of yourself, a deep dive of 
why do I do this? You know, really deprogramming some of these things that do block us in our lives for our health, wellness, and happiness. Also, our gifts can be to inspire others to outcome these outdated beliefs and programs. So yes, yes, yes. It's totally one of my purposes. I'm totally here to do that. And that's part of why this podcast is here. We're going to, of course, we're diving into these other perspectives. And then finally, we heal the world by influencing others with new inventions that we create, new ideas, and new philosophical ideologies. So that's me. I'm here to be a bridge. My purple self says, yes, I'm here to be a bridge to see all many, so many different perspectives and to connect and link those perspectives for you and to help you to see those things between the physical world and the non-physical world. Because again, this podcast, we're going to be talking about physical things, science and the body and how that all relates to our health, but also how the mind relates to our health, how psychic phenomena relates to our health, all these things that people might go, huh, I don't know, that seems a little out there, especially if you're a grounded person who's very scientific and analytical. But I'm here to activate that intuitive, non-logical side of the brain, the non-spatial awareness, these areas of our perception that give us a bigger picture of the world. All right, moving on. Yes, purple. You know, guys, I love purple so much because I'm a purple person. My next color that I will talk about is red. Red individuals are the people who tend to be very stable and secure. These are the workers. These are the grounded, practical, and methodical and structured individuals. They're very productive. They're very, like I said, stable, but also loyal and trustworthy. These are the people that when you have an idea, that you need to carry out. They're the person that you give them the game plan and you say, help me to structure this. Help me to make this grounded. Help me to make this happen. Help me to actualize it. And they're also these people that can keep whatever ideas you have going forth going. We can create a whole system around an idea to keep it moving and make a machine out of it, so to speak. So like if you are creating a business or if you're creating an organization for um, a nonprofit or if you're creating some sort of structure in your family, you're maybe organizing a party or an event. They are the people that you want to delegate to to help you make things, keep things grounded, organized, time management, and all that stuff. So they're really important. Our world is predominantly red people. Most of the people in the world are very grounded and in the physical world is how they perceive. And we would not be here. The roads would not be working, the traffic lights, the way that everything works to get food on time to our grocery stores would not work. No, so I recently visited Hawaii and I noticed in Hawaii that it's just so less red, the energy of the people there. And it's like when people live on an island, they say they live by island time. And it's really interesting talking to some of the residents there about how slow construction projects and other things in their government and the system takes because they seem to, and this is not, this is an assumption. It's sort of like a connecting with these colors. It seems to lack some of that practical grounded, you know, this time oriented structure that really goes along with having things happen in a organized fashion. And that's okay. That's why people go to islands for vacation. They want to get away from this everyday grind of, you know, got to be there on time, got to do the next thing, checklist, you know, order order and structure. But the red people, you guys, the strengths are you're reliable, you're organized, you're so skilled at organizing data or information. So this is the person that's like, okay, 
what's your quota you need to meet here? What's going to go over at our business meeting? <laughs> what the bar graphs are and the, you know, percent increases or decreases in business are whatever those things. These are people that are great accountants. And they're just really good again at organizing data and information. They are very dedicated to family and community. They tend to be financially responsible and prompt and have good time management. And they're very detail oriented. The challenges with the red. So if they are really challenged with this methodical, structured nature, practicality, they can, if they have too much of that, they can tend to have low energy. They can be slow starters. They can absolutely be very rigid, very rigid and just inflexible at all. They can also be reluctant or stubborn when it comes to change and also very territorial. I have sort of some people in my life growing up that were super territorial, my stepfather and some people in, in my life currently that are just like, who's in the yard? Who is that? What are they doing here? <laughs> and it's really interesting to me because the red color is a really a base color and it's not something that's bad. It's just, it's operating for more of a physical survival of time management, where are we getting food? How are things to be organized so that we can survive? And so it's really interesting, the evolution of humanity as far as, I, I really speculate, like if I would go back in time and observe a lot of the early human, early man, I bet you anything, there were a lot of browns and reds and yellow and orange energy people. So really this baseline of, hey, we're going to do things, make food, we're going to, you know, if someone threatens us, we're going to go to war. Um, we're going to also have sex and make babies. And we're also going to try to control our territory. So those are those are really interesting observations. The red people, the shadow also can be very attached to possessions. They can struggle with worry and can be overly serious and have a lot of workaholism. They work, 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 work. Um, and they also can be very detail obsessed. So they're good people that are working with like mechanics or they could be like good watch makers or something when it comes to really detailed processes. So again, that's really good, but it can be the point where they become obsessive and it's really hard for them to let go of the details and let things just be general. Again, if you're a red person that struggles with these challenges, people to be around are the orange people, the ones that probably drive you crazy. Yeah, they're just going to like go and dance and party and there's no structure or form to their lives. But they're the ones you need to be around to have fun, loosen up, be less rigid, give you a little bit of energy. And they're not serious. They're not workaholics. They don't worry. Again, it's really beautiful to see when a red and orange people come together because they do tend to balance each other out. So it's grounded, groundedness that the orange people need and the fun that the red people need. The gifts to the world for these red individuals are showing others slow and steady wins the race and demonstrating the importance of details and methodical structure approaches. They also activate organization in others and inspire others to become more fiscally responsible or improve their time and resource management skills. And then finally, the red people are healing the world. Ah, oh, you guys, you don't understand like how much they're healing the world. They are building and maintaining all the structures, all the law and the family and the community and the order. Our life would be complete chaos without these people. So you may not see it as healing the world if you're a healer or you're a clairvoyant. It may seem mundane. You might describe them as the muggles. 
we got to stop that. I hear that in the, in the, in the spiritual community talking about the just black and white aspect of people in, you know, that they're just this way. And it seems not interesting. I'm like, this is why we're here. We have this beautiful structure and the building that you live in. Your, your roof is not leaking right now. And it not, your, your structure is not falling over because it was built with detail. They worried a little bit and <laughs> that shadow aspect to uh, worried enough, I should say, to be able to make things, make sure things were done in a detailed fashion so that they got done right. And uh, you were living in a safe environment. So things to think about. And then finally, those individuals who have either a gold, white, or a silver aura, I'm not going to go into the differentiations here. But in general, a lot of those people are dedicated to higher consciousness. They're very connected spiritually. Some of them become great teachers, gurus, prophets, some of them are very well inclined to becoming um, nuns or priests. So these are the people that are really dedicated to spirit. The shadow aspect are when you see these individuals who have misuse of their spiritual power, there's cults, there's weird stuff happening with them sleeping with their consorts, again, misusing this power, or just complete disassociation and destruction in regards to the using this power so they can be destructive. And the other aspect of people who are really shut down and really had some maybe bad experience spiritually, and they become completely non-believers in anything. They are very either atheist or they can be people that are just nihilists. <laughs> that can happen, the shadow aspect of that. And I think that the gifts, again, that these people have to share with us are how do we connect to our higher power? How do we expand our consciousness and think outside the box? They're individuals who really are here to help us to heal by reconnecting to us to ourselves and reminding us that we are humans having a spiritual experience on this world, on this planet. So everybody, I hope that you had a enlightening experience learning what your true colors are, and maybe some of those people that you live with or you work with, maybe your family members. But remember, the overall goal for all of this is to really expand our awareness, expand our consciousness, and to really give some deeper perspectives beyond the physical world. That's what this podcast is about. We're going to again be talking about the physical aspect, the scientific, the logical, the biological aspect of our health, but we're going to expand and talk about the energy field. And again, this is head, shoulders, knees, and toes, guys. We're going into the basic foundation with the aura today, and we'll be going deeper as we move forward. But my overall goal is to help individuals who are looking to become full spectrum human beings to really activate all the colors within the energy field and to really allow that aspect of ourselves to come forth. Because there's something that happens when we activate the colors in our, in ourselves that we don't carry. We become more balanced. We become more um, able to really give the gifts that we have to give in organized fashion, in time management, but also creative aspects of ourselves and sensuality and fun. We're able to have high standards and be disciplined. We're able to be loving, compassionate healers. 
We're able to be the truth bringers and the inspirational motivators and those people who are here for social justice. We're here to see beyond the perspectives and the programs that we have and be also balanced between analytical thinking and intuitive thinking. So that is the goal here. That is what I have to offer here. I'm, my job in this life is to be a bridge and you could call it a rainbow bridge, you know, to, to really activate all these aspects of myself to bridge the gap between people who don't have any sense of perception of these non-physical things and really ground them for them, give these you some experiences, even if what you cannot see doesn't mean it does not exist. And for those of us who do see these things, how do you deal with that? How do you balance that? And a lot of times it's really balancing the energy field. And again, this is the first layer we are talking about today. So thank you again so much for listening, everyone. I wish you wellness and wholeness until I see you next time again on the Mind Body Detox podcast. This is Carol Lovehart, Integrative Intuitive Medium, and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Mind Body Detox podcast. We wish you wellness and health in your mind, body, and spirit. And be well until next time, my friends.